Hey there, this is Tanya Wright from thenaturalhomeschool.com, the place for homeschool and Montessori lovers ready to make themselves centered, organized teachers, nurture happy children, and create smooth and successful days. Let's get you closer to your transformation today. Welcome. Today's topic for the training is Intro to Normalization in Children. This is Montessori Normalization. Now, if you have heard the terms Montessori Normalization or Normalized Children, you will know that there is a lot of misunderstanding or misconception around those terms, around those phrases. So my training today is for dispelling that, making sure that we define the terms, that everybody's on the same page, that everybody's understanding what that means. And so basically today we're going to break it up into three parts. The first part is talking about what normalization is. The second part is I will be discussing just three behaviors of normalized children. And then the third part is three things that you can do today to help speed up or shortcut that normalization in the children that you are working with. So this is going to be a really good training. You probably want to take notes. So go grab paper and pencil or pen and let's get started. The phrases Montessori normalization or normalized children usually give people um, just, I don't know, a sense of maybe um, like it's a judgmental set of phrases, maybe judgmental in terms of uh, whether a child is normal or not, but it has nothing to do with that. I want to dispel that misconception from the get-go. Maria Montessori, the creator of the Montessori method, was Italian, and that was her first language, Italian. So everything that she did at the beginning of her training, then she started traveling to other countries and she was doing things in other languages as well, but everything at the beginning was in Italian. So a lot of her books, a lot of her observations and everything were originally in Italian and were translated to other languages after afterwards. So that might be a little bit of a language barrier. When we think of normalization, it makes us think of the word normal, right? So that concept in itself makes us think of normal or not normal. Oh, a child is normalized. That means a child is normal and a child that is not normalized is not normal. And no, it, it doesn't have anything to do with that. So let's clear that up. Okay. Normalization has to do with the um, Montessori environment and the child in the Montessori environment. Okay. So let's talk about what normalization is specifically. Make sure that you can take notes if you want. Let's define, define normalization. So it is important to understand how children learn the Montessori way, which is very unique or different from regular uh, educational methods. And one very important thing to pay attention to is normalization, not only for the child, but for you, the Montessori guide. You are the Montessori guide, the Montessori teacher. And it is very important for you that you help children reach normalization. Normalization is when a child is well-adjusted, comfortable, and confident in the Montessori environment. But it is way more than just walking in and out of the room and own the room. Like, it's not just about a child walking into the Montessori environment and feeling comfortable or feeling safe. Those are big parts of it. 
but the normalization aspect is when they are well adjusted. For example, they know the rudimentary tasks that will happen every day and that make the day run smoothly. So if you translate that into traditional school, you would, you would say that normalization would entail uh, a child knowing how to stand in line. Uh, maybe if the line has a specific order, children have to stand in line in a specific order, then knowing that without the teacher having to repeat it over and over and over, that would be one of the behaviors of normalization. Uh, maybe knowing the routine for uh, the schedule, the way the class goes, you check homework first and then you start with this page or that page. And so whatever is a routine, whatever is something that will constantly happen on a regular basis that you will find yourself repeating over and over and over, then that is one of the things that you want to tackle in terms of normalization. So there are a lot of things that you could include in this normalization list, but it will vary from Montessori environment to Montessori environment according to group, according to the number of children, according to the ages of the children. So there are many variables, but the bottom line is that you need to seek normalization, whatever that may look like for you. So um, let's talk about being a normalized child. It has nothing to do with a child being normal or not normal, not at all. Being a normalized child is a child that has learned and mastered the basics of the Montessori environment. It doesn't have anything to do with the specific Montessori works. It has to do with just basically the housekeeping rules, if you will. So they know how to walk in the environment. They know how to um, handle the works on and off the shelves. They know how to wait for their turn if they want to work that somebody else is using. They know what to do when they need to go to the bathroom. They know what to do when they need to um, roll or, or unroll a mat and things like that. So these are things that you want to tackle at the very beginning for several reasons. One, it's going to save you some sanity from having to repeat yourself over and over and over. You're going to be running around like a chicken with your head cut off, uh, putting out fires everywhere because children are not normalized in the environment. Children know that they cannot use a Montessori work off the shelf unless they've had a lesson presentation on it, things like that, that will save you so much time and effort, so much repetition, so much stress. But in children, imagine what it does to them. It boosts their self-esteem. It boosts their confidence, but most importantly, their independence. If you constantly have to be telling them what to do, what not to do, where to go, it takes away the biggest part of the Montessori philosophy, which is giving the child freedom and independence, right? This is a very, very important concept. Let me know what you think as I talk about these different points. So as we define normalization, this will get your mind thinking about different things that you can do. Start noticing things when you're in the Montessori environment. Start noticing things that you are repeating over and over and over. Start thinking about um, different routines that you really want to set in the environment. Make a list of those and make sure that you focus on those. And it's okay to put the academics aside for a little bit and focus on the normalization. Trust me, you are going to thank me later. So, for example, uh, well, let me give you a quote by Maria Montessori. She says, among the revelations the child has brought us, there is one of fundamental importance. 
the phenomenon of normalization through work. And this is a quote by Maria Montessori. It is very important that we understand that normalization is not something that should be on the back burner, that should be an afterthought. It's actually one of the first things that you should focus on because of what I mentioned, the independent side and the sanity side, trust me. All right, let's go to point number two, the second part of the second part of our training, which is three behaviors of normalized children. If you have read Maria Montessori's books, she mentions about 14 behaviors of normalized children. There are many, but these 14, she goes deeper into them. Today, I will mention three briefly because I respect your time and I know that you are busy. So I will talk to you about this. And as you think about it, if you want to learn more about this, then you will want to sign up for the weekly emails because I can only teach you so much during the week or in the, in the trainings. So I send you an email afterwards where I go deeper and you can see the link in the comments in the email. So if you are interested in learning more, you will want to sign up for the weekly email where I will tell you more about this topic, okay? So you can see that link to sign up in the email. It's the Let's Dive Deeper weekly emails. And you feel free to sign up for those and you will be receiving more information about this training. Just wanted to give you that little um, tidbit of information in case you wanted to know more. Well, today we will talk about three behaviors of normalized children. Number one, a normalized child displays spontaneous and natural self-discipline. This is not going to come super quick or super natural, but it will happen in time. So no matter what a child's learning style is, normalization can be achieved in the Montessori environment for sure, okay? So the first behavior is spontaneous and natural self-discipline. That's one behavior. Once a child is normalized, then you will see how disciplined, self-disciplined they are in the environment because they know the rules, they know the routines, they have the confidence in uh, their environment. Another behavior of normalized children is that a normalized child reaches amazing mental concentration. Whether you notice that a child has an open sensitive period for order or not, you can definitely introduce activities that help normalization. So normalization and sensitive periods go hand in hand. These two concepts are super important to focus on in the Montessori philosophy. If you don't know much about uh, normalization, I will give you three ways that you can help the child reach normalization faster in point number three, um, after we're done with this section. And then sensitive periods are those windows of opportunity that open up and close up in, at different times for children, but there is a general idea of when children's uh, sensitive periods open for the most part. There are obviously um, exceptions. Some children have some sensitive periods that open sooner than others and others are a little um, after uh, the general age range, but that is okay. There is no um, general rule of what is right, what is wrong. There's no such thing as delay for these sensitive periods. Every child is different and we need to get our, that concept out of our heads that 
we have to put children in a box by age or by group or by um, things like that. In learning, everybody learns at their own pace. And that is the beauty of the Montessori environment. They get to be in the multi-age groups, okay? And so that helps them reach their normalization and have their sensitive periods open up without them feeling like they are falling behind or feeling lost because they are way ahead of everybody else. Everybody is on their own track and working at their own pace. Let's talk about sensitive periods uh, a little bit more a little later, okay? So then the third behavior of normalized children is a normalized child nurtures a love of repetition. So you're going to have children where um, when they are normalized, they are not going to mind repeating the activities over and over. Number one, because they find that sense of dignity and satisfaction of knowing what to do and how to do it. They love perfecting their work, their activities. And then they are also loving to repeat it by teaching it to others. That's another part of normalization where children love to teach or show how the works go to other children. A quote by Maria Montessori is, the work of the teacher is to guide the children to normalization, to concentration. And it is true. We guide them gently, but firmly as well, because we are setting them, them and ourselves up for success. If you want to create smooth, successful Montessori days, then you will definitely want to include normalization as part of your routine in your Montessori environment. And now let me tell you a little bit more about the sensitive periods. So sensitive periods, I have a, a set of sensitive period charts that I made with a general idea of when some of the sensitive periods open and close for children. So it covers many topics, not all topics under the sun, of course, but some of the basic ones and you can find them at the shop, it's the one chart, but you get to pick the color of the border that you prefer. If you want it in your binder, you have a planner that has a certain color scheme that you get to pick the color that you want. But the important thing is that this chart will be a great guide as a general rule. Remember, there are always exceptions because every child is different, but at least it gives you a little bit of an idea of when a sensitive period will open or when a sensitive period might close. It gives you a better idea on how to tackle your lessons and how to determine what kinds of Montessori works you're going to put out there and how normalization activities will play a part in all of this. So between the normalization activities and the sensitive periods, these are going to be your guides to know how to put together the different works. These sensitive periods are the open windows for children that they are ready to learn about. So how do children learn best when they are predisposed to it? Children, you can't necessarily teach algebra to a four-year-old. They're just not ready for it, right? So you find out what the sensitive periods are that are open for that child, and then you determine what the Montessori works are going to be. If you want these sensitive period um, charts, well, it's the one chart, like I said, the sensitive period chart, and then you get to pick your color for the border. You can go to, well, I'm going to put it in comments because it's it's faster. But you basically go to shop.thenaturalhomeschool.com and then just search for sensitive periods. 
there is a question. Does normalization take longer for a child that started Montessori later? Also, can developmental delays affect the process? Well, normalization is basically a process that everybody goes through in a new situation. Okay, so when you start a new job, you are going to go through the normalization period where you learn what the routines are, what the expectations are, and all of that. So it's a, a way of you adjusting to the environment, right? You learn what the rules are. If you are starting a new class, then you learn the routine, what that teacher likes, what the teacher expects, and things like that, right? Well, there is no such thing as a child being delayed in normalization because they started Montessori later. Every child starts at point zero, whether they start at age three or at age five, they start at point zero. So we just start immediately helping the child as soon as they get started. Now it's going to be very different if children have gone outside the three to six age period, the age range. So there's at eight, nine, 10, then that will be a different process because that environment looks different, the elementary, environment for Montessori looks different from the three to six, but uh, there you just start. You just start wherever the child is at, you start them right then and there. If there are developmental delays, then that means that that process will be adjusted to the child. So like I said, we need to get that concept out of our heads that we need to put children in a box and say, you need to be here by this age, you need to be here by this grade or whatever. Every child is unique and different. And that is what makes the Montessori philosophy, the Montessori method so unique and so different. It gives us a lot more freedom and more flexibility to actually help the child learn because we reach the child where they are at. And we don't try to shove information down their throats because that's what whatever curriculum says that they're supposed to be learning at that time. So I hope that that makes sense. It gives you so much freedom to know that every child is a blank slate and they start from zero, whatever their age might be, if it's three, four, five, if they're in that environment, then you just start them where they are at and you help them move forward. The fastest way is by tackling the normalization aspect, of course. So even if they're going at a slower pace than other children, that is their unique pace and that is okay. That will give you so much peace of mind to know that any step forward is great progress, okay? Now, let's, that was the sensitive period commercial, if you will. If you are interested in getting the sensitive periods chart, this chart is going to help you so much because it's going to shortcut your guesswork. Yes, you still have to observe your children. You still have to make sure that you know where they are at in terms of their sensitive periods, but having this chart in front of you is going to shortcut your guesswork and it's going to help you also look ahead like, oh, this sensitive period is opening soon. So you start to think ahead and see how you can help the child maximize their learning. And the link for that is in the comments, but to shortcut it, you just go to shop.thenaturalhomeschool.com and then you search sensitive periods and you will find the chart. All right, let's go to the third part of the training. Three things that we can do to help children reach normalization faster. There are many things that we can do, but today I will give you three, just because I know that you will want to start right away. So take notes and remember that these are important. Number one, unleash their absorbent mind. Unleash their absorbent mind. 
In Montessori, you control the environment, not the child. So remember that children experience learning in a very different way than adults do. So let the children learn with freedom of choice. You give them the choices in the environment, but you don't tell them you do this now, you do that now, okay? They will learn better if they aren't pressured on what to learn, when to learn it, how to learn it. You get the idea. So you unleash their absorbent mind. You unleash them into the environment that you have prepared beautifully based on your ideas of normalization and sensitive periods that are open for them. And that is going to maximize their learning exponentially. I cannot tell you what a huge difference that will make. Then number two, so let me repeat number one real quick. Unleash their absorbent mind. Keep that in mind. Unleash their absorbent mind, whatever that looks like in your particular environment. Number two, you need to capitalize on fine motor skills activities. One huge way to shortcut that um, track to normalization from dependence to independence in children is to capitalize on fine motor skills. Fine motor skills is what you're going to find that children definitely need to practice over and over and even master in some cases for the Montessori materials, fine motor skills. So make sure that you uh, develop a list that capitalizes on fine motor skills activities that will help children move from dependence to independence. And then the third thing that you can do is include grace and courtesy lessons regularly in your schedule. Grace and courtesy go beyond good manners. Yes, it includes good manners, of course, but it is so much more than that. Grace and courtesy is a really big part of the Montessori curriculum. They cross into the lines of empathy, mutual respect, love for the environment, and so much more. You can use things like Montessori grace and courtesy cards, role-playing, daily practice, and you are the example for grace and courtesy in the environment. So children will absorb those things off of you and other adults, as well as off of each other. So that's why it's important to let that grace and courtesy always be the underlying um, skill in your environment. A Montessori quote that I like a lot is, when the cycle is completed, the child detaches himself from his internal concentration. Refreshed and satisfied, he experiences the higher social impulses, such as desiring to make confidences and to hold intimate communion with other souls. That is very poetic by Maria Montessori, but basically when you are in a normalized environment and you capitalize, include grace and courtesy, it brings a deeper sense of connection in children with each other, with their environment, with the adults, the Montessori guides in the environment. And it just brings a much more, um, a calmer sense because the confidence and the safety is there. So I hope that this training has helped you move forward. First, if you are watching the replay, make sure that you watch it uh, from the very beginning because we talk about the normalization of what normalization is. So we define what normalization is and why it's important. And then the second part, we talked about behaviors of normalized children. I couldn't cover all 14, but I mentioned three that will help you kind of get a, an idea on what I'm talking about in normalization. And then the third part is three things that you can do in your environment right now 
to help children reach normalization. Now, if you are interested in getting the sensitive periods chart, then you can go to shop.thenaturalhomeschool.com and search for sensitive periods, okay? And then uh, make sure that you make a list of fine motor skills that you can put together and you can present the child with that will help them to reach normalization faster. Well, thank you so much for joining me today and I will see you next week with another very important Montessori topic. If you want more, then feel free to join our Facebook groups. We have two Facebook groups. One is for homeschoolers in general. If you are homeschooling, whether you're doing Montessori or any other education method, join the Natural Homeschool community on Facebook. And if you're doing only Montessori, whether you're homeschooling or not, you can be a Montessori guided a Montessori school or a daycare or doing it at home, it doesn't matter. If you are a Montessori lover and you want to learn more, then make sure that you join the Montessori Way prep room that is where I also let you know about other resources and other Montessori things. So we keep up with all things Montessori to help you shortcut your way to a wonderful Montessori journey where you can create smooth and successful Montessori days. Thank you so much for joining me and I will see you next week. I appreciate you sharing time with me today. You have tons of choices about what you're listening to, and I love that you chose the Natural Homeschool Show. Thank you. Well, that's it for today. Until next time, this is Tanya Wright with thenaturalhomeschool.com. I hope that you will use this training to create solutions that will bring about smooth, successful days for you. Let's get you closer to that transformation today.